she ran up to dad's office and she went like this. She went. <laughs> and then ran off and Are Brandon said serious? like, he's like, I need a minute. <laughs> like on his call because it just killed him. She was just like. She's like, it was this Yeah, though? yes, like peace and thumbs up. And, I, you, like know, a, and hey, you know, like. You're doing a great job and I'll catch yes, you later. Peace, dad. Well, if you imagine the platform. Oh, yeah. Hello, friends. Yeah. Hello, listeners. Yeah. Hello, podcast crew. The principles of which you stand and the plan you intend to follow directly affect the place of your greatest influence. This is The Platform. Hello, everyone. My name is Misael Gonzalez, and I'm one of the hosts of The Platform podcast. And this podcast is intended to give people a platform to share real and authentic stories about who they are and what they've experienced. And one thing we love to say on this podcast is that they have a story worth hearing and you have a story worth sharing. That's and awesome. So, uh, hey, sorry, I sorry. No, I took you off. I thought you paused. No. That was really good. It's all right. First of all, I'm Casey Long. Oh, hello, Casey. Uh, hello. <laughs> and generally, Misael will be sitting here in the seat and we will have, we're going to start with having staff members over in that seat That's to interview. True. But today, we thought it'd be fun if I get to do the interviewing. That's true. And you're going to get to hear Misael's story. That's true. So, so you get to see like a real life intro of what's yes. happening and what to expect throughout like the whole season. Yeah. So, so cool. I think it's going to be awesome. So we're yeah. really excited to have you here today, yeah. hey, Misael. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Today, yeah. Have you are you having a good day? I think I'm having a great day. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I always say is that whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I'm still beyond blessed yeah. uh, to have air in my lungs. Yeah. And so that's really cool. Well, that's really awesome. Yeah. You know, and I think we should take a moment to give a little shout out to Debbie Nill. For oh, I all, so agree. All the work she oh, did. Oh my goodness. Like, look at this. This whole this is so cool. coffee shop she created. Yeah. And she created this whole little coffee shop. Yeah, we are podcast. in a coffee shop. Yeah. You have no idea yeah. where we are. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, let's start with you telling us a little bit. Actually, let's let's have you tell us something funny or you mm. know, just a funny story. Let's funny story. Start give us something fun oh, or funny man. or something something interesting about yourself that you okay. people may not know about you. Okay, so I have this fun fact that I tell people. Okay. And uh, so imagine like you're cooking breakfast and you're like making some eggs. Okay. Okay. And so you're making some eggs and you reach up and you, you need the salt, mm -hmm. right? Because you need the salt and you're doing the salt, but you accidentally hit the pepper. Okay. Now the pepper is like falling to its doom. Yeah. For some reason, I can just be cooking, putting the salt and I'm just like, boom, and I catch it and I set it down. Okay. I don't know how it works, but I can just catch things that just fall around me. That's pretty cool. And then one time I was in Chris Wall's office and he has this little... I don't know, this little shelf okay. with a baseball on it. Yeah. And so I accidentally backed into it. So it's like behind me, I backed into it and I feel the baseball like fall to its doom and no. I just catch it. I, I catch it and I was like, yeah, Chris, you know what else are you saying? <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know how it works. And did Chris just keep going or was he just... He just kind of like stopped and he's like, so that is your fun fact. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it kind of happens, man. That's a gift. That's mm -hmm. a gift. I think. I don't that's, know. That's pretty sweet. I think some people call it cat-like reflexes. Yeah. Whatever that means. All right. I think that's probably so that's true. That's really fun. Yeah. All right. That's well, cool. why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up, how mm. you grew up? Tell us, you know, the mm. story of of Misael. Oh, the story of Misael. So, uh, a little bit of background would be my whole family is from Mexico and Spain. Uh, and by the grace of God, somehow I'm not sure how God did this, but my parents met in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Wow. So even though my whole family is from Mexico and all of that area, they yeah. met in Weatherford for different reasons. Uh, so I was born in Weatherford, 
uh, I grew up in Tulsa for like a year or two, mm-hmm. and then my parents got divorced when I was five. Okay. And at that point, my mom, my little brother, Caleb, and myself had to move with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so we really didn't have anywhere else to go. Uh, one could possibly say we were homeless because uh, we had to move in with them. Wow. And I remember one of my aunts was still in high school. Mm-hmm. And so she, the, the reason that I went to a particular school is because she could drive me there. Uh, they didn't want me to drive the bus at that point. So me as little Misael went to the same school as my aunt. Oh, and wow. so she would drive me. They thought I was the little brother, but I was like, yeah, that's actually my aunt. Uh, and so I grew up in Altus, Oklahoma from the age of five all the way up to 18. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to grow up really fast. Uh, my mom got remarried when I was 10 and uh, I'm the oldest of, of seven, but really I grew up with having three brothers. And so I felt like I was kind of their dad sometimes yeah. in those moments. And so uh, I graduated and then I went and moved to Shawnee uh, I grew up in a really like Hispanic bubble, you could say, okay. uh, in the home and also in church. Everything Spanish, everything Hispanic, oh. unless I went outside the home and outside the church. So I didn't know OBU existed until my senior year. I had no clue. And um, but I ended up going there, and then I was there for four years, and now I'm I'm here in Owasso. But uh, Man, that's that's where I grew up is really Altus, and I and I grew up uh, having to take care of my brothers, and I loved playing basketball okay. uh, growing yeah. up, and so that was awesome. Basketball is my favorite sport, yeah. uh, and so I just I just love it. So that's a little bit of a background on yeah. that. Well, yeah. we're happy you're here with us now, yeah. and you. for everything you're doing for for our church. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people would love to hear a transformation mm. story for you, a, a, mm. a time that God just truly moved in your life. Yeah. So can you think of one to, yeah. that you'd like to share with everybody? Yeah. Uh, man, you know, there's there's so many uh, in my life that the Lord has been so gracious. Mm-hmm. But one that I, I just have to share is, uh, so I told you that my mom and my dad met in Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my mom, when they met, that she was like 16, and my dad was like 24. Okay. And the big thing is that uh, they got pregnant with me before they got married. And my grandparents were really strict on that and yeah. said, hey, if, if you get pregnant before you get married, we're kicking you out. Oh. So there's a lot of, they were so scared. And really, my mom was scared because she didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So she had found out she was pregnant with me and then had a doctor's appointment a couple of weeks after that. It was just like a yearly checkup thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she knows she's pregnant. She doesn't know what to do. Uh, it's very early in the stages. And so she's sitting there in the doctor's office and my grandma's sitting there because she's 16. Yeah. You know? So they're doing all the yearly checkup stuff. And uh, the doctor's like, hey, we have one last thing to do. And that's give you the shot. But before we give it to you, we have to ask you for pregnant or not. So my mom was kind of taken back. She was like, why do you have to ask me if I'm pregnant? And so the doctor says, well, if we give you this shot and you're pregnant, the baby will come out dead or deformed. And so my mom looks at my grandma. She looks at the doctor, uh, takes a deep breath and says, well, I'm not pregnant. Wow. And so in that moment, the doctor gives her uh, the shot. And in that moment, she just broke inside yeah. and cried out to the Lord inside and said, Lord, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against this baby. Uh, I've done something terrible. 
And in that prayer, she said, Lord, I, I pray that you would uh, protect this baby. Yeah. And no matter how this baby comes out, I will give this baby back to you. And this baby will serve you with all of their heart and all of their mind and all of what they have. And so they leave the doctor's office, they go home, and my mom just collapses on the floor. And my grandma was so confused, I'm sure. Yeah. And she's just bawling her eyes out. And my mom finally tells my grandparents and my dad and everybody. They begin to make phone calls to nurses and doctors. Hey, have you heard of people who don't come out dead or deformed? Right. And they said, no. That's why we ask. <sighs> and so they just began to pray and to pray. And as the nine months went by, they, they looked at the baby, making sure it was okay and it was fine. And yeah. The baby was born, and my mom said the first thing that she did when she grabbed the baby was like, okay, do you have five fingers? Do you actually have your nose where it needs to be, wow. and your ears, and your, do you have your eyeballs? Like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that baby was me. Wow. And it's like, Lord, that's crazy. That is crazy. That in the womb, you saved me physically. And then at seven, year, seven years old, I, I, I remember sitting there, uh, uh, listening to my grandpa preach because he was actually a pastor. Oh, I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. And I so clearly in my seven-year-old little brain understood that God did something I couldn't do. Wow. And I said, Lord, I need to trust you. Jesus, I need to trust you because you did something I can't. Like, I can live and die, mm -hmm. but I can't live and die and come back to life like you did. Mm -hmm. And so that was a moment uh, really where the Lord transformed me spiritually, I think. But at 13, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a deep thinker in the shower. Mm. I don't know if anyone else <laughs> is like that. Like you might be a deep thinker in the shower. Sure. But I remember there at 13, questioning everything. My faith, why I'm living, yeah. all of this kind of stuff. And I remember getting on my knees in the shower and just thinking through, there is no way that there is not a God. Yeah. Like there are people who think that, uh, you know, these two things randomly collided and created all this order and I was like, that's ridiculous. There has to be an intelligent God, an intelligent and loving and all-powerful being that's beyond who I am. And, and man, he made himself known in the Bible, too. So I like began to preach the gospel to myself in the shower. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, I'm sorry for doubting. Uh, and, and man, don't help me not doubt. Uh, and help me use not just logic, but man, and my faith and things that I see. And so that was a big moment in my life. Uh, and the reason I was there is because when I was in fourth grade, uh, my parents got in a, or not my parents, my grandparents got in a really, really bad wreck. Mm -hmm. Like I almost saw them die. Mm -hmm. Like I saw their van pancaked. Yeah. Had no idea if they were alive. And I saw my grandparents crawl out oh, of the van. Uh, and there's multiple people who died in that car wreck because it was like a big van, church oh, van. My and so because of that and seeing my grandparents like, immobile, seeing them uh, in, hospitalized in their bed, not being able to function as uh, like, like before, mm -hmm. just maybe question so many sure. things like, God, why? Yeah. Like, why did you let that happen? And so it was in these moments between there and 13 where I was questioning, why am I questioning God? Mm. And that's where that led to that moment in the shower yeah. at 13. Uh, and, and what is so cool to wrap it around, like wrap a little bow around it, would be that at 16, okay, so remember my mom was 16 when she prayed that. Yes. At 16, I had such a clear encounter with the Lord that made me a little scared, but it was so clear of like, I felt as if the Lord was just like pulling me mm -hmm. and tugging at me. 
and saying, Misael, I need you to use all of who you are and all of what you have for my glory. And I was like, God, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I had never heard the term vocational ministry yeah. or anything of that. The sure. only thing I knew about, I don't even think ministry was a word in my vocabulary. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, but I was like, Lord, I know I'm supposed to use this. And so, uh, uh, like, how? Yeah. And so I go and tell my mom, my grandparents, and they just bawl their eyes out. Because they're like, and it was in that moment where my mom was like, Misa, I need to tell you a story. And it was in that moment where she told me the story I started with. Yeah. Of in the womb. Wow. And she's like, Misa, I've prayed this since before you were born. That I would give you back to the Lord. And this is me giving you back to the Lord. Wow. Uh, And from there, the Lord put me in some really scary places. Like, I made my mom cry in the kitchen because I didn't want to sing with her. (laughs) Uh, I didn't want to play the guitar because it reminded me of my grandparents' mm-hmm. uh, wreck because my grandpa was teaching me guitar at that point. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped because, like, nope, I quit. Mm-hmm. But after that encounter with the Lord at 16 and praying, okay, Lord, use me. I don't know what that looks like, but use me. He put me in some very uncomfortable positions of leading worship and being in front of a mic. I used to be so microphone shy. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I'm choking up. And... Uh, to see how God has used a little Mexican from nowhere, a little guy, five foot six, from nowhere, Oklahoma, from a nobody family, to see where he's led me. I'm like, Lord, that is not me. That is all you and your guidance. Yes. And uh, I don't know, he's just transformed so many things in my life when it comes to my mindset. Uh, the wisdom that he provides mm-hmm. when you plea and yeah. you ask. And so that's a little bit of how the Lord has transformed me bit by bit. And in this in this big moment, in these small moments, I don't know. Uh, there's no way I would be here without God. And so I think we're all miracle babies yeah. because I don't know if you know this, but like, there's this little flap in the lungs of a baby. Mm-hmm. And then when they're born, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of opens up and they go, ah, yeah. and they take their first breath. Yeah. All that's a miracle to me. Yeah, like, it is. Heck? Absolutely. But to be sitting here as someone who should not be here, yeah. as dead or deformed, man, that's just really cool. Wow, Misael. That was an incredible mm. story. I, I mean... I just can't even fathom. That is incredible. And what your mom went through, too. Oh, I know. I just know so Mm. many women could truly connect to that story, um, just that have a fear of telling their story. And Mm -hmm. she was even afraid to tell tell people then. And now I'm so thankful that you're here and that she told that story. And I can just think of so many instances in the Bible, too, Mm. where women have dedicated their children to the Lord and look look what they went on and did. So thank you. That was incredible. Well, man, thank you. This this was awesome. This was fun. Yeah. Was so cool. Uh, man, I'm, I'm so excited to keep doing this and, and be the one that asks the questions. Yeah. I think that'll be awesome. And so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. And uh, like we always say, man, yes, we have stories worth hearing, but you have a story worth sharing. And so I look forward to the next couple of episodes uh, coming out this summer. And so stay tuned and watch out because uh, more episodes are coming next week and the week after that. And so we look forward to uh, doing this again with you and we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Nice.
Yeah, that was great, Misael. Awesome. That was fantastic. I'm curious, yeah. how long was it? Did you time it? I did not time it, actually. Okay. I saw you I had a little timer up, but I I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I don't feel like it was too, too terribly long. I don't think so.